Welcome to the Ask a Professional program. My name is Katherine Watson and I'm going to be your host today. I'm really excited to be here today with Dr. Julie Kutak from the Alzheimer's Association here in Houston. Uh, Dr. Kutak works as an education specialist for the uh, Houston and Southeast, is it Southeast Texas uh, chapter of the Alzheimer's Association? That's right. Okay, great. She has an extensive background in the area of Alzheimer's disease, and you can read more about Dr. Kutak, or you can even submit a question to her or another professional by going to the website, findhoustonseniorcare.com, and just click on the Ask a Professional button at the top and you'll be able to submit your question, uh, read and listen to other questions that have been answered by Dr. Kutak or other professionals, and get a lot of information and help. So today we're here, we've got some questions for Dr. Kutak, and first of all, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us today. Oh, it's an honor to be here. I'm excited to talk with you. Good. Well, listen, we have a couple of questions, and um, the first one I want to ask you is, how big of a problem is Alzheimer's disease for public health? Alzheimer's is a huge, it's a huge problem right now, and I think many people don't understand just the depth and breadth of a problem it is. Uh, Alzheimer's affects 5 million Americans, actually over 5 million Americans. And in Texas alone, there are 340,000 people who are living with Alzheimer's or dementia. 340,000 in Houston? Yes. No, not in Houston, in Texas. In Texas. Okay, still, that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It's actually the sixth leading, leading cause of death. Wow. The only one in the top 10 causes of death that can't be prevented, cured, or even slowed. Mm. So it's um, a huge problem. There are generally three, two to three caregivers for every person with dementia. And so that becomes a huge crisis uh, in terms of economics and caregiver stress and burden. So it's a, real, it's a real problem, and it's time to bring Alzheimer's out of the shadows and into the light. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, Dr. Kutak, uh, would you also tell me why does the Alzheimer's Association, I've been hearing a lot about women being at the epicenter of this Alzheimer's disease. Why is that? Well, um, Alzheimer's affects women disproportionately than it affects men. Almost two-thirds of Americans with Alzheimer's disease are women. And women are the primary caregivers of uh, people with Alzheimer's. Um, one statistic that was really startling to me is that women in their 60s are twice as likely to develop Alzheimer's disease over the rest of their lives than they are to develop breast cancer. And so it's actually a bigger risk uh, for women than breast cancer is even. So uh, with the 15 million family and unpaid caregivers in the U.S., there are 2.5 times the number of women than there are men who are providing wow. 
on-duty, 24-hour-a-day care for someone with Alzheimer's. Uh, it's, uh, it's a really big problem for women. Does that extra stress add to the um, uh, incidence of Alzheimer's in women? I don't know that it adds to the incidence of Alzheimer's in women, but um, added caregiver stress has all kinds of other health risks that are associated with it in terms of heart problems and um, the elevated cortisol levels in your blood have uh, systemic effects over the entire body. So um, stress, you know, they say that stress kills and that's really true. So we at the Alzheimer's Association um, try to provide means of alleviating that stress for um, caregivers and folks who are living with dementia. So is there anything that you would say that women should be doing um, to uh, lower their risk right now of Alzheimer's disease? If it, you know, I'm, I'm approaching my 60s. What can I do <laughs> to, to kind of alleviate that risk? Sure, sure. There are, there are quite a few things that you can do. You know, unfortunately, if you have a brain, you're at risk for developing Alzheimer's disease. And we're still learning about the different things that actually increase the risk. But there are some things that you can do to help lower that risk. And the biggest thing and what's often the hardest thing for folks is exercise. Um, there's a direct link between exercise and physical movement and reducing the risk of Alzheimer's disease. Working, working your heart through cardiovascular activity helps the brain. Uh, so exercise, getting up and moving, you know, I'm not suggesting that you have to run a marathon on day one, but even just getting up and walking around the block can really uh, help you out. And the other thing that we say is that what's good for the heart is good for the brain. So eating a heart-healthy diet can do wonders for improving your health. So we encourage, you know, lots of dark fruits, leafy greens, omega-3 fatty acids that you can find in fish, or you can even take it as a supplement, um, and other lean meats and whole grains. All of those things that your mama told you to do are really, really are good for you. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, Dr. Kutak, thank you again for being on the program today. Um, I know we're going to have you back to answer some other questions. Uh, our, our listeners have a lot of questions about this subject, and I know you have a wealth of information. So thanks again for being here today. And to my listeners, um, everybody, Please listen to the podcast, share it with your friends. We need to get the word out uh, about Alzheimer's disease and how it is affecting women today. Uh, it's so important. So please share this podcast with everyone you know. Uh, let them know that they do have some control over this, that they can do things um, that may help prevent or delay the onset of Alzheimer's disease. And you do, you can empower yourself with that. Uh, I'm Katherine Watson with Find Houston Senior Care, where you can submit questions to the Ask a Professional podcast program. Thanks so much.